Hello Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's game day. Welcome to Pittsburgh, a voice from across the pond. I'm Owen, your host of this podcast um, here in the UK. Um, getting ready here for Sunday night football against the Pittsburgh Steelers against the LA Chargers. Um, for those of you in America, it'll kick off at 1.15am over here. Um, finish by about quarter past four, quarter past, uh, half past four in the morning. So a very, very late night over here in the UK. This is my pre-game pod, getting ready for the big game, um, getting to know who we are playing and looking at our keys for victory um, against uh, the Chargers on Sunday. But for everything else, we start with, he's back, baby. Yes, Big Ben is back. Thank goodness we've got our quarterback back. Covering from COVID in a quickly as possible time. Let's hope that um, Big Ben does what he did last time. We went through this, like he did against the Bengals when he came back from injury and illness and lit the Bing Bengals up big time. Let's hope he does the same to the Chargers at SoFi Stadium on Monday Night Football. You know, a wise man called Sun Shu once said, If you know your enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. And that's what's happening today. We're going to battle. We're going to war with the LA Chargers. We are the Pittsburgh Steelers, six-time Super Bowl champions. And we are going to war. So, LA Chargers. Who are the LA Chargers? The LA Chargers, of course, used to be the San Diego Chargers. Um, They moved to LA. Um, The wisdom of that decision, who knows? Um, All because the mayor of San Diego wouldn't build them a new stadium. Um, They now play in a stadium which they lease off the LA Rams. Makes perfect sense. Um, the Chargers started the season really well this year, um, looking like a form team and looking like a real threat in the AFC. <laughs> However, in recent weeks, they've kind of fallen off a little bit um, and not played as well as they pos- as perhaps their talent would say that they could. They now uh, don't top their division. That's held by the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's have a look at these Chargers. Who are these Chargers? Who are the keys of this Chargers team? Well, when you talk about the LA Chargers, you've got to talk about their quarterback, Justin Herbert. He was a round one pick. He was sixth pick in the draft um, and has been pretty awesome in the year and a bit in the NFL. He came out of Oregon State. Um, and this year he has passed for so far 2,545 yards. Let's hope not many more tonight. He's thrown 19 TD passes. He's been intercepted seven times and has a quarterback rating of 63.5 or 96.3, depending on what you look at, and was ranked fourth. He's six foot six, 236 pounds. Uh, career-wise, he's thrown for 6,881 yards in just a season and a bit, 50 touchdowns already, 17 interceptions, and a rating of 97.6. Um, Justin Herbert is their general. He is the man who literally will run their team. He's cool, he's calm, he's collected under pressure. Um, in a game earlier this season against the Philadelphia Eagles when they were down um, and they were under a lot of pressure and Philadelphia down the ball at the one-yard line, uh, Justin Herbert brought the offense in um, to a very loud veteran stadium off whatever it's called, Lincoln Financial Field, whatever, whatever they call it these days, um, in Philadelphia. And he was calm under pressure, even with the noise and the and the 
constant movement of the Philadelphia defense, he drove the team up the field and scored a touchdown. So Justin Herbert, their quarterback, is a real uh, key to their team. He is a quality quarterback, a good young quarterback, and he's widely been talked about as one of the real stars of the future in the NFL. Um, he's been described as being a bit like Big Ben in terms of the fact that he can move to get himself out of trouble, and he has one hell of an arm like Big Ben did at the start of his career. So Justin Herbert is probably going to be one person we've got to really put pressure on and stop from playing. If we don't, he can pick our secondary apart and really, really wage war on our understrength defense. So we've got to get at him early. We've got to put him under pressure. We've got to take away his read options. We've got to make him throw the ball quickly. And we've got to make sure that those options are not open, especially the three tight ends that he has, who he tends to turn to quite a lot. Next weapon we talk about, um, and a lot of people have talked about this been a Harris, Najee Harris versus Austin Eckler battle, a running back battle. Um, Austin Eckler was an undrafted free agent out of Western Colorado. He's had 112 attempts for rush this year, rushing for 525 yards, which is less than Najee, averaging 4.7 yards per carry and five TDs. Um, Austin Eckler is also a threat out in the open in terms of his receiving and catching. Um, a bit like Najee really so a lot of people talked about that obviously has been a, uh, a concern that we've got to stop Austin Eckler we've got to stuff the run but also watch out for those check down passes in and around the line of scrimmage to this man because if we don't if we leave him open he can do a lot of damage make sure that he's covered by someone who's going to be able to keep up with him and put him under pressure when you talk about the offense of the LA Chargers you talk about their wide receiver core um the two wide receivers are very talented guys. The first wide receiver that I'm going to talk about is a guy who has been talked about as a future Hall of Famer. Um, is a real weapon. Uh, he can get separation. He can get away from you. He can really hurt you. And that's Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen this year has got 65 receptions for three, 698 yards. And he averages 10.7 yards per catch, which is obviously moves the chains on every single catch. Um, his longest this year from line of scrimmage is 42 yards, and he's scored two touchdowns this year. He's tied third in the league for receptions, um, and he's someone we've got to watch. He's got to get a got to get a good matchup on him. We've got to put someone on him who is going to be able to to keep keep up with him. Who's going to be able to match him? Who's going to be able to keep him under close surveillance? Um, Obviously, there's a risk um, if you double-team him that you'd leave uh, his wide receiver partner, Mike Williams, who I'll talk about in a moment, open. Um, but it may be an option that the Steelers have to double-team Allen in certain situations, given the threat that Keenan Allen will, will um, pose them this, af this afternoon in the game. Um, he is a real gold-standard receiver, a real wide receiver one, um, and a real weapon for them. Uh, the other guy I talked about, I mentioned earlier, Mike Williams. Mike Williams is a is a wide receiver who, as Coach Tomlin said in his press conference on Tuesday, really extends the field. Mike Williams' speciality really is to um, get separation and get away and lengthen the field and get and make big gains. And Mike Williams' catch usually leads to a big gains. So he's someone we've got to shut down straight away. It's going to be a big day for our secondary today. Um He's had 41 receptions this year for 608 yards, averages 14.8 yards per catch, which is, a which is a pretty amazing number of yards per catch, which really does move the chains every time he catches it. His longest this year is 72 yards, and he's scored six touchdowns already this season. Um, Mike Williams is a real long ball threat. 
his average across his career is something like 15 to 16 yards or 17, even 17. I can't remember. I did read it somewhere the other day. Can't remember it. Uh, per catch. He is a real deep ball threat. He is a real threat to extend that field. And he's someone that Cam Sutton, um, James Pierre, um, uh, Terrell Edmonds, and whoever plays alongside him at safety is going to have to make sure that they keep an eye on. Obviously, not having Joe Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick uh, is really going to be a concern given the strength of these two wide receivers in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, they've also got a number of tight ends, like Anderson, for example, good young uh, tight end. Jared Cook, who's been around for a while now, 28 uh, catches this season, 318 yards, 11.4 average again, 11.4 average. Move the yard, move the chain every time he catches the ball. 29 uh, is his long this year with two TDs. Another, you know, strong TD, uh, strong tight end who can block, who can catch, who can run. Um, and he's someone that we're going to have to make sure that, you know, Bush and Showbert keep a good close eye on and make sure that he doesn't um, get out in the open. Um, now, at the start of this start of the week, we heard that Jerry Bosa and uh, Derek Tillery, Jerry Tillery, sorry, um, had COVID and may not play. Um, but like Big Ben, they've come through and they will both play. Jerry Bosa is a real threat. Jerry Bosa is one of the NFL's top defensive ends. Whilst not in the same category as TJ Watt um, and uh, Khalil Mack and that giant turd from from Cleveland um, he is still a very good player uh, he has 28 combined tackles this season 20 solo tackles five and a half sacks which obviously you know is nowhere near what TJ had got but obviously we're not with having TJ play today which is a concern three forced fumbles and no interceptions uh, Jay Bosa can switch sides he can play at the left end the right end um, he's someone that's um, you know the Dan Moore he's going to have his hands full with um, and Dan Moore's going to need some help from whoever's playing alongside him. Obviously, the concern there again is that Dotson is not playing. So it's going to be a case of whether it be Hassenhauer or Finney, whoever's alongside Dan Moore. Um, and also perhaps using one of the tight ends as well, maybe out there, Zach Gentry, for example. We may need to put them out there to support and to help with the blocking of Joey Bosa. But obviously, if we use our running game, which has been one of the things we need to do and talk about, and I'll talk about that in the keys to the game, that may take away their pass rush a little bit. Um, their other defensive weapon is a strong safety um, out of Florida State, who was in the round one pick, pick 17 in round one. That's Derwin James. He's dynamic. He's quick. He's strong. He can blitz. He can intercept the ball. He's good in coverage. He can break up passes. He's a quality player. You know, it's a strong safety, a safety in the sort of uh, same sort of mould as a Minka Fitzpatrick, um, or Denzel Ward, or someone like that. He is someone that the Steelers are going to have to make sure that they keep an eye on. That if he comes up to blitz, that we've got someone to block him, and that if we if we throw in the ball, that we keep the ball in a situation where we he cannot pick the ball off because he is a weapon for them on defence. Um, so there's some real. Good quality players, the Chargers have got that we're going to have to shut down this afternoon. Herbert, Eckler, Allen, Williams, Cook, Bosa, and Derwin James. Other notable mentions, I think, for the LA Chargers need to go to Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater was a uh, first round pick this year in the draft. He's a real plug and play offensive lineman who can absolutely destroy the person he is blocking. Since he's come out of college in his first year in the NFL, he has proved to be a real asset to the uh, LA Chargers. 
um, and is someone who um, was talked about going to the Steelers as well. Um, he is a real quality lineman, so someone we need to keep an eye on and make sure that we um, attack and overcome him this afternoon. The other person to note, uh, Matt Filer, Matt Filer, who is an ex-Steeler who last season played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, listening to other podcasts this week, I've heard uh, Chargers fans talk about him as being one hell of a run blocker, run blocker uh, and a real quality uh, addition to their team. That side of the line is very strong for the uh, LA Chargers, the Rashawn Slater, Matt Filer side of the line. The weaker side of the line is the other side of the line, uh, Storm Norton and others who are not quite as strong as Slater and Filer. So perhaps more of our Joe will come down that side. The other quality player, obviously, that they've acquired um, this year is Corey Lindsay, who is one hell of a centre, a good quality centre. Um, came from the Packers. Um, he's another one, real mauler, and someone who obviously gives that side, that whole side of their line in Lindsay, Filer, Slater, a real quality feel to them. But like I said, the other side of the line is perhaps is not as strong and a bit weaker, and that's the side of the line we've got to really attack. So there are opposition, our chargers. Um, the LA Chargers obviously are coached by uh, first year coach Brandon Staley Brandon Staley who has done a good job since coming into the league he is described as being a very aggressive coach he uh, always goes for it uh, well, not always but he goes for it a lot on fourth down so that's something we're really going to have to watch this afternoon uh, when we play them is that if we get them in positions when we've got them on fourth down that we are aware we are awake we are ready for them to go fourth down and we keep that intensity up that's got them to that situation where they are in fourth down play um, so Brandon Staley obviously a quality quality coach charges this year um, in terms of first downs have got the majority of their first downs through passing the ball which I suppose is not a surprise when you talk about having Justin Herbert as your quarterback 129 first downs coming by pass 56 by rush whereas they've given up 99 by pass and 85 by rush this year their third down conversion rate 114 third downs and they've converted 50 of them so under 50 percent of them um on fourth down which I've talked about about them going from fourth down they have a very good conversion rate they've had 17 goes tries on fourth down and converted 11 of them total yardage that they've achieved this year 3,332 yards and they average 5.8 yards per play when you factor in the running and the passing plays rushing wise their running back quartet running back group have pushed for 902 yards an average of 4.4 yards uh, whereas they've given up 1,396 rushing yards uh, this season their rushing uh, defence being one of their weaker sides. Uh, in total, their defence has given up 3,250 yards um, and has given up five fourth down conversions on 11 tries by the opposition. Um, so, as I mentioned there, the LA Chargers have um, a very, very good pass defence. They are fourth um, in the league, ranked fourth in the league in their pass defence, whereas they are ranked 32nd in terms of their uh, rush defense. Now, if that's the case, we've got to make sure this after, make sure tonight that we don't overthink it. Run the ball. Run the goddamn rock. Give it to Najee. Run it down their throats. Smash mouth Pittsburgh Steeler football. Let's get back to the old days. Get back to the to the days of the bus of Franco and run the ball down their throats. Their rush defense is awful. They're 32nd in the league. You don't become 32nd in the league by chance. This is what we need to do. We need to run 
the ball. No matter who is at quarterback, well, as we know now, it's Ben, we have to run the ball. So that's one of my first keys to victory, run the ball. Last game, we passed the ball 50 times, which initially seems quite like a shock, but as Coach Tomlin said, we did play five quarters of football, which is 10 passes per quarter, which is not too bad, I suppose. But we need more balance. We need, in fact, more weight on the run this afternoon. It will also take more pressure off Ben, who's obviously coming back from illness, and more uh, giving him, perhaps resting his arm a little bit, and not having to put the pressure on him win this game so one of my big keys to victory here is we've got to run the rock run it down their throats give it to Najee let Najee win the game Najee is good enough to win the game he's proven that this year a couple of games getting over 100 yards you know he there's a stat this week that came out that of all the running backs in the in the league he's made the most defenders miss he's powerful he's strong even if he's hit at the line of scrimmage he still keeps those legs going and will gain you two three yards every time so run the ball is one of our big keys to victory this afternoon, this evening, sorry, against the Chargers. Now, obviously the Steelers have got a great number of injuries going into this uh, this game this evening against the LA Chargers. Obviously Kevin Dotson is out with a high ankle sprain. Um, we've got no TJ Watt, which should be a massive loss with his uh, hip and uh, knee injury. Um, in addition to that, Joe Hayden with his foot injury is out as well. Um, there is obviously concerns as well over the fact that we're missing in the long term Stefan Tuit, Tyson Alualu, which which obviously has impacted our run defence. So this is going to be a situation where our backups are really going to need to step up and prove that they're not backups. You know, these guys that are coming off the practice squad into the active roster, um, like Cole Joseph, like Archie Bang, for example, are really going to have to step up and show they're worthy of a roster spot. This is their chance, their chance to shine, their chance to impress. They've got to take that chance and really, really step up. So my next key to victory this afternoon, uh, for this evening's game against the, against the LA Chargers is seeing that... Someone really steps up and replaces, uh, first of all, Minka Fitzpatrick, whether that's Trey Norwood, Carl Joseph, um, or looking at Cam Sutton moving into safety position, whoever, they've got to step up. They've got to step up their game and show that they are an NFL quality um, safety. If you look at someone like Carl Joseph, for example, Carl Joseph was a first round pick way back there for the Raiders. Now, I know obviously sometimes the Raiders make some dodgy picks in the first round, but Joseph is a good quality safety. So whoever places, replaces Minka has got to go out there and take that opportunity, really step up um, in replacing him. The other person, obviously, who's got to come and step up is Taco Charlton. We need to see Taco Charlton showing why he was a first-round pick, why he was picked ahead of TJ Watt in the draft. That's something that's forgotten. This guy was picked ahead of TJ Watt. He, he, he's, no, he's no average rubbish player. You know, he was a first-round pick. This is his opportunity tonight to go out there and show that he is a first-round pick, that he is worthy of a place on the Steelers roster and possibly worthy of a deal next year. For Taco, it's a big game. We need to see him go out and really prove himself. Back to our cost by Derek Tusker as well. So we're going to need to see another step up from those two that are coming in to replace two of our big defensive weapons who we are missing. You know, looking around the team as well, you've got a situation where those who are perhaps not those who are not just backups, those who are starters, have really got to step up as well. This is my second key to victory. I need to see, we need to see Terrell Edmonds really step up, take the lead, show that he is 
a quality safety. Again, another round one pick. This guy's in a contract year. This guy is out of contract. You know, as we told, his fifth year option is not going to pick up. He's got to show the Steelers that he's worth a deal. And if not Steelers, someone else, that he's worth being paid the money. He's had not a bad season so far and played very well in the last game um, against the Lions. So we've really got to see Terrell Edmonds get in there and really show that he can step up and be that man when Minka is not there. So Terrell Edmonds, step up boy, show who you are. Now this man has come in for a lot of criticism this season. And I've been for one, I've tried to defend him as much as I can. You know, he's come back from an LCL, ACL tear, he's then had groin injuries, and I think he's sort of playing inside his own head. He needs to be more reactive, um, he needs to be more, um, you know, get out of his own head, really respond, and go back to being what that quality player that he was coming out of college. Devin Bush, step up. You've got to step up. You've got to show this afternoon, this evening, sorry, that you are the quality inside laid-backer we thought you were when we drafted you in the first round. We moved up to draft you from Michigan State. He's going to have to have a big game, not only with the run-stuffing, not only with the pass-rushing, not only with the coverage, but with all parts of the game uh, tonight to really show that he is a quality inside linebacker. The quality inside linebacker, we know this man can be. Um, obviously, the other guy who's going to have to really step up is Joe Schobert. He played well against the Lions. He's going to have to keep that up and play really well in terms of helping to stuff the run this afternoon and also coverage of those tight ends, those three key tight ends that I mentioned earlier in the pod. Uh, this young man who, in recent weeks, has started to step up his performance and get out of his sophomore slump, it all starts to fall on him in terms of edge rushing this afternoon. Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith has really got to get after Justin Herbert. Put him under pressure. We can't rely on Cam to do everything. You know, Cam Haywood has is playing out of his skin this year. He's having a real career year. He is absolutely awesome. Um, so at the end of the day, we've really got to see Alex Highsmith step it up this afternoon. Get after that. Get after Austin Eckler when he's running the ball. Get after Justin Herbert and put Herbert under pressure. Take away Herbert Herbert's time. Take away his time to have his reads to look for Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jared Cook and those players down the field. Put him under pressure. Alex Highsmith has to step up. If we can see these four players that I've mentioned, these experienced starters of the Steelers step up, we've got a good opportunity to really cover those holes in the defence that Hayden, Minka and TJ leave. Um, also, I want to see whoever plays at, plays at guard, JC Hassenhauer or BJ Finney, whoever comes in to replace Kevin Dotson has really got to step up. Dan Moore has relied a lot on Dotson this year. It's going to be down to them to help and keep to support that rookie, especially against the Chargers pass rush. So Hassenhauer, Finney, whoever you are playing this afternoon, step it up. Like I mentioned earlier, the biggest key to victory, Rin, run the goddamn rock. Okay, next key to victory, keep it tight. Chargers are not good in one-score games in recent weeks. You know, when they're put under pressure, they're not as quality. Yes, I know, they beat the Eagles 24-27. And they beat they, they lost to the Vikings, they 27-20. And they lost to the Patriots 27-24 in close one-score games. So if we can keep it close, keep it in a one-score game, we've got every chance to win this game. Um, obviously, that will as well give our kicker, Chris Boswell, who is the best kicker in the NFL, an opportunity to kick winning field goal for us. So keep it close and give Boz a chance to win the game. Another key to victory this evening. Um, in terms of the key to victory on the defence, the secondary is going to be absolutely key. Um, James Pierre, Cam Sutton, 
Trey uh, Edmonds and whoever plays in the other safety spot. Um, in terms of putting pressure under with secondary pressures, blitzes on Herbert, and also uh, making sure that they cover those receivers, Allen and Williams, thoroughly. Um, against the Ratbirds, when the Ratbirds put a secondary blitz against Herbert, he really struggled. He made mistakes. He threw picks. He threw incomplete passes. He didn't move the ball. And the Ratbirds destroyed the Chargers 34 to 6 I think it was so secondary a lot's going to fall on them they're going to be one of the keys to victory they're going to have to really step it up this afternoon um, recent weeks they've looked better obviously after being a concern at the start of the season um, James Pierre's going to have to have one of his hype train games one of those games that James Pierre really shows up as been this quality player that the Steelers think he is Cam Sutton again is going to have to keep playing at the level he has and Terrell Edmonds is going to show that he can replace Minka in that team and whoever plays alongside him, whether that's Joseph, Norwood, whoever comes in at safety. My final key to victory um, in the game this evening is going to be for the offense to take the lead. A lot of the year this year, we relied on the defense to win us games, to take the lead and to uh, inspire the team to victory. So this afternoon, it's going to be down to the offense. Now, Chase is back, obviously, which is a big benefit. His deep threat, his strength, his speed will be a great weapon for Ben. Najee Harris, one of the best rookie running back in the league, one of the best running backs in the league, bar none. Keep using him. James Washington is in a contract year this year. It's, it's James Washington's opportunity to really prove to either the Steelers or another team that he is worth a big money contract. So James Washington needs to step up and really show himself up. DJ, another one who's had a really good year, promising year so far. He is a real thing. He needs to step up, make those receptions and keep hold of the ball. A uh, lot's going to fall on our tight ends again. We went away from using the tight ends a little bit in that last game against the Lions. We didn't target Zach Gentry at all. And Pat Framuth wasn't targeted anywhere near enough. Eric Ebron obviously is back as well and wasn't targeted very well as very much as well. Perhaps get Ebron in that slot as the slot receiver without Juju being in the team. And also use Pat Moore. Get that red zone offense being back to being effective against the Lions. The red zone offense was very, very poor. I know part of this is down to Mason because Mason's red zone statistics are pretty bad i suppose the only other quarterback who's got worse red zone statistics than him is baker mayfield or faker mayfield um so we need to use pat more pat has to have a big day on offense um it will also help him get that fumble out of his mind use him in the red zone let's get him working as he can i'm a massive frame fan a massive fan of what he brings to this team and we really need to use him as well so keys to victory this after, for this evening's game number one those who are coming in to replace Minka, to replace TJ, to replace Kevin Dotson, step up. Show that you're worthy of a starting spot. Show that all these people that are doubting you are wrong. Key two, those experienced players that are in the lineup have really got to take the leadership roles. Cam Haywood can't do it all. So Terrell Edmonds, Devin Bush, Alex Highsmith, Joe Schobert, step up. Third, run the rock. Show that that. Chargers defense is as bad as it looks on paper against the rush. 32nd in the league. Give Najee the ball. Keep feeding Najee. Key four, keep it close. They're not good in one score games. In the fifth fact, the defense, even with its missing players, needs to show that they are and they can do like the Ratbirds did against the um, Chargers. The secondary is a key. The secondary has to secondary blitz. It has to cover. It has to do its job. If the secondary can keep developing and showing the improvement it's shown in recent weeks, it gives us a great opportunity to win this game. And the final thing this for this for this evening's game is the offense needs to take the lead. The offense needs to take the place of the defense. We've got the weapons there, even without Juju Smith-Schuster. 
even without Kevin Dotson, we've still got Najee, we've got Chase, we've got James Washington, we've got DJ, we've got Pat Framuth, Zach Gentry, Eric Ebron, and of course, Big Ben is back. So let's use to get the offense, take the lead, break out of this slump, show them that we are the quality players that we are, that, that they are on paper. Show how good these guys are. Chase, go out there and play like he did against Denver. Do that and we'll have a successful game. Now, everyone talks about this West Coast curse, the West Coast curse. Now, the Steelers, um, West Coast curse, they're 4 and 10 on the West Coast. And a lot of people think that the further Ben gets away from Heinz Field, the poorer he becomes. However, an interesting statistic is that on the West Coast against the Chargers, we are 4, 1 and 0. We have a winning record against the Chargers on the West Coast. It shows as well that all four of our West Coast victories actually came against the LA Chargers. Steelers' record against the Chargers overall in terms of history is 24-10-0, so a very dominant record. All positive signs going into this evening's game. Um, the most recent victory, of course, um, on the road in San Diego, San Diego well, was in LA, sorry, was in 2019 when the Duck came in and helped us win 24-17 against the Chargers. If Duck Hodges can go there and win with Benny Snell having a big game, then we can go there this, this evening and we can win, even with those missing pieces on defence. Big Ben, step up, show you the leader. This is your last chance on the West Coast to really show that people that you're not what people say you are on the West Coast. So if Big Ben has to, Big Ben has a big game, then we've got every chance of winning this game. But like I said, the biggest key for me is run the ball. If we run the ball, not only do we get one of our most promising players involved in the game, then we eat the clock. If you run the ball, you eat the clock. The team that holds the ball longest is more likely to win this game. That is what a lot of the experts, the pundits out there are saying. And if we can do that, if we can get Najee running the ball, then we can actually we stand a really good chance of winning this game. Najee is good enough. He's talented enough to carry this team. He's done it all year. He's a quality rookie. We just need to keep the faith, Steeler Nation. We are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, we've got players out, but next man up. Those people who are the next man up show that you are worthy of playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As Troy Palomaro said, don't let anybody dis, dis don't let anybody desecrate, and don't let anybody show any negativity towards that black and gold suit of armour. So, that's my pre-game pod. I'll be back hopefully later with a post-game and perhaps some reactions during the game as well. I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Let's hope that we can get a victory. My prediction for tonight, hmm, it's going to be close. I'm going to go for 27-24 Pittsburgh Steeler victory. Here we go, Steelers. Let's go.